Hi guys and welcome to the Char Tea Time podcast. I'm your host Chloe. And I'm your co-host Megan. Welcome to our podcast. So a little bit about us first. My name's Chloe and I'm from Manchester. My name's Megan and I'm from Birmingham. And we met through a society at university called Oriental Society at Nottingham Trent University. Yeah, um, I first started speaking to Chloe on this WhatsApp group and I noticed that she had hoop earrings on in her profile picture and I was like that girl is on my level and also she said that she didn't speak much Cantonese which I also relate to on a high level as well um and yeah we just hit it off really know we've just been inseparable I guess it was kind of weird being back at home from uni whilst you were still in Nottingham and, you know, other people were there too. Oh, yeah. It was definitely weird to be at uni without you. I felt it was different. But here we are. So now we're in our third lockdown and I figured for this year we should start a new project, which is why we're doing a podcast. I was actually told by a few people to start doing podcasting or like a YouTube channel. And because me and Meg both send each other voice notes every single day of our lives since I've known her, we decided we basically do a podcast to each other. Why not just podcast with everyone else yeah absolutely like when Chloe mentioned this idea to me I was like you know what that is something I would like to try and I listen to podcasts myself and I just think it's a good way to get our ideas out because we talk about so many things so why not yeah and I think because both of us do blog writing as well we like to just we like to speak our minds and speak about what we think of things so what better way of doing that than just literally voice your opinion online exactly and one of the things that we've been both writing about is how lockdown has been affecting us and as we all know lockdown affects everyone differently and it's really important for the mental health to reflect on your feelings and reflect on your own mental health So one of the things um, that I've been doing other than blog writing is in the first lockdown, I started to do the Couch to 5K challenge. I don't know whether anyone has heard about it. And I was just training with running and trying to keep fit because the weather was nice. But now... I am doing jewellery, making jewellery. Yeah, so during the first lockdown, I also, well, I didn't do the Couch to 5K because I really can't stand running. That's just me. But I did try to do workouts at home. It was kind of hard, though, because I think it started to get really warm during the summertime. And then I just felt too warm. So instead, you know, we were just tanning our backyards, weren't we? Like, Yeah, tanning. That was so good. I miss those days. I miss the sun. Like, I literally think that the sun gives me life because I just hate the cold, the dark. It's just, it's not fun for me, honestly. Yeah, I think it's been really hard to 
find ways to you know keep your mental health up during winter and during a, a winter lockdown especially you know it's hard enough without a lockdown you know because it's cold you don't want to go outside and the weather's shit <laughs> yeah I think because the first lockdown it was summertime it was warmer we had basically longer days and it was also the first lockdown so no one really know like no one really knew what to expect no one really knew what they were doing everyone was just kind of living at home enjoying yeah. the freedom living life like on their own holiday but at home mm. obviously it lasted for months and months and then people were starting to get bored picking up hobbies like I also decided to pick up embroidery which yeah it's quite time consuming but it is good for like keeping your mind off things which is good but I think yeah the other two lockdowns that we've been having have just been during the winter time so it's not been as fun and because we now know what to expect from it it's like oh okay then we're the dudes again yeah it does it's been quite repetitive hasn't it and like for me in second lockdown I didn't really get that much of a break like I was kind of not wanting a lockdown in second lockdown because I wanted to work but then when work called me back um for like the last two weeks of lockdown um I was hating it to be honest I needed a break and then three weeks of of Christmas rush began and now I actually quite enjoy this this um this third lockdown as a break more so than anything yeah I feel like a general consensus that loads of people did not like the November lockdown just because it was really abrupt it was like this one month lockdown wasn't really sure if it was going to do much anyways right before Christmas and same with me like at that point I just started working you know after graduating uni and whatnot and going through the first lockdown doing nothing so I just wanted to be at work and doing something and having structure to my day it just felt like a really weird abrupt pause and also because I was learning to drive Oh yeah. So my driving lessons also had to be stopped at that point. And they're stopped again, so I've basically forgotten how to drive. Yeah, it's really it's it's very inconvenient for so many people, especially people learning new things, people studying. I can't even imagine um people that are doing university or just beginning university this year. And my brothers, they are also um studying from home, doing live lessons on the computer which is so different to anything, you know, people that have already gone through education could could imagine. Yeah, literally. Like, my brother's in his first year of uni and he's basically studying from his bedroom, which, I mean, it's just not really ideal. And considering how much you have to pay to go to uni, the tuition fees, the maintenance fees, everything, it's just seems a bit unfair. I feel like the university students yeah. this year especially are really missing out. Like I thought I was missing out on my final year because it was cut short because of lockdown and whatnot. But this year really is just not fair with students at all. Yeah, and I think that it's kind of concerning that the government hasn't really said anything about university situation, about the university situation and mm-hmm. students that, you know, their money is going down the drain in terms of you know paying for accommodation rent and thing other things like that and yep. it's just it's just crazy i just think that the government should 
pay some kind of compensation to students or you know something at to least do refund their, yeah refund some kind of money because it's just it's you know thousands of students are suffering because of this and it's just not fair yeah literally i don't even know what international students are doing like because some of them probably didn't come back oh my gosh. to the uk yeah. to study so they're probably doing it online from their home country which means they have to deal with like time zones and not being able to actually go to the library or whatever so yeah i never even thought about that either yeah like, well yeah it's it's very interesting how like it makes you think even though you're not in that position it makes you think about mm. about it and like what it would have been like or what it is like for um for people but at the moment you're just kind of like trying to keep yourself yeah you know stimulated and you know making sure that your friends and family are okay but at the same time you're kind of like in this in this rut where you don't know you know it's all been so unpredictable yeah yeah I mean that's the thing like with lockdown every single day is kind of repetitive so you don't really know what to do with your day it's kind of really unstructured and I think that it's very telling with I think even both of us because we normally have quite structured routines when it comes to like following like work days and whatever but Mm. as soon as we go into lockdown it's like our sleep cycles go out the door and it's like we sleep when the sun rises absolutely i have no explanation for myself as to what happens to my sleep it's a sleep pattern um, when i go into lockdown i do look forward to catching up on sleep but at the same time i don't give myself much of a chance to sleep at the right times and um it's quite concerning but we move i mean (laughs) this is literally i don't even know what it is like i think ultimately i am just not a morning person so i would just prefer to not wake up in the morning Mm, and i'm just maybe i'm a night owl but i'm not sure because i'm not super productive at night either so i don't know i just like to be awake at night yeah i also find myself not very productive at night time as well i just think to myself you know what fuck it why not stay up I don't have to wake up any particular time tomorrow but then in the back of my mind another little person is telling me (laughs) another little person is telling me yes Megan you need to wake up at a socially acceptable time even though 2 30 p.m is not that socially acceptable but that's the time that I have decided to that's the exact same with me it's kind of shocking how bad we are at waking up early like and we seem to hold this badge of honor like we are proud of waking up (laughs) in the middle of the day yeah like oh what time did you get up today i got up at 3 p.m oh i got up at 2 but you know it's still like no we should not be getting up that late and my parents also um congratulate me on waking up before you know sometimes if I wake up before let's say 2 p.m they're like oh wow the the devil has risen 
that's the thing. Like now, people get used to us being awake so late. When we wake up early, it's like, are we okay? Are we actually okay? I kind of want to talk about um, opinions on what you've seen on social media about people. You know what pe- other people's lockdowns have looked like in comparison. Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Like in other countries, like no, <laughs> or like no, other no. people. Well, other people on your social media in this country. Well, they're just yeah. fucking. They're just fucking making snowmen. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, you know, from especially around New Year's Eve and Christmas time, stories, people's Instagrams, people's, you know, that was very interesting. I was like, hmm. Are we in a pandemic or? Oh, really? Do you know what I mean? I didn't really see that. Most people were posting like every fucking month of the year and saying what they did. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no one really cares. I'm sorry. I'm not watching that. Like, we know you stayed in every month. Like, we all did. It's a oh, pandemic. You don't need to tell I us. I did not do that this year, thank- thankfully. <laughs> So yeah, what I found really interesting through these lockdowns is people's stories on social media and in particular during Christmas and New Year's Eve, I was very intrigued at how many people they were with. I mean, I did expect the odd, you know, mixed, you know, family members mixing together, yeah. which was the three households. Yeah, I did expect that, but I actually saw parties, you know, house parties being held for New Year's Eve and, you know, just situations that I was like, mm, not... I just don't understand, especially, like, during this time, posting about that stuff is, like, the worst thing to do because you're just going to basically out yourself and then potentially yeah, get exactly. in I'm not saying go ahead and do it, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to do it, why would you... Yeah, why would you just brag about it? I found it so irresponsible and just inconsiderate, especially in the reality of the situation, how many people have suffered from the virus and have been affected and people in the health industry and people who have lost jobs and all the real of things that have happened to people and posting about having a party when we're in the mm-hmm. peak of the pandemic. Well, not the peak, but, you know, it's getting worse. Obviously, we're complaining about lockdown, but it's a bit different because obviously we know why we're doing the lockdown, what it's for. But we can't lie that lockdown still affects us, even if it is, you know, for mm. a good reason. There's so many consequences of everything that happens. And I think that's important to talk about because I've seen a lot of like stuff online about lockdown affecting mental health. And obviously I could always see that from an outside perspective as like as a valid point. Like I yeah. could recognize that that was a thing that would happen, but I never really thought that that would really happen to me. But I do think that during this third lockdown, Mm. hopefully this is the last one but I don't know how many we're going to do at this point but during this third lockdown my mental health has kind of just taken a toll it's really just plummeted for a bit and it's not great I'm not gonna lie like it's not a fun thing to feel and it's kind of weird because it's like in this world can you really think about 
such things like this when there are bigger problems in the world. But I guess it's important to like know that even if your problems aren't as big as any other problem, they're still valid and still good to. Yeah, definitely. Of course, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to address the reality. Yeah. of your own feelings and your own mental health despite people around you like maybe going through um different things to you but I also think that this whole situation has really thrown people into such an un- unexpected state that no one could have ever prepared for or you know planned for so really it's bound to affect you know tons of people in detrimental ways and I've definitely noticed that in my own family this lockdown has definitely affected me more only because of you know personal family situations and um the basically the cold weather I really hate winter and I literally at this time of the year I always count down to my birthday because I know then warmer better weather is coming right around the corner and this lockdown has just dragged that dragged that process out I mean hopefully you won't have another lockdown birthday but fingers crossed fingers crossed I feel like the government are just so all over the place when it comes to sorting out the rules and lockdowns it's just beyond organized yeah you know what my dad said my dad said that boris is going to try and extend the lockdown until september and i'm oh, like, you're lying there's no way and my dad said that his ministers would revolt against him which means that boris would be like potentially kicked out of of being <sighs> you know interesting or something but i don't know how much of that is true and you know it's all these rumors are just being thrown into the air and i'm like i just will wait until yeah i just i hear the stuff but i just wait until bbc tells me what to do Mm -hmm. i really think that boris has been working the the mostest on confusing people during these times um you know the rules the whole rule layout and yeah the tiers and what you can do and what you can't do yeah like I swear London went from tier two to like tier four and like within the space of a week and I just feel like they've just been contradicting themselves all the time and it's kind of like a mess like it's no wonder that we're doing so bad yeah because we don't really have anything under control like it's actually unreal when i hear that they do something or they put like this new rule out it's like well you should have really done that 10 months ago but okay exactly i i thought the exact same thing and it's crazy when you compare it to what other countries have done and how they've dealt with it and you would think that you know world knowledge logic put together you would try to take the same steps as other countries doing better than you, you know, just mm-hmm. to make the situation better. Obviously not in all um, aspects of a country's system or policy or whatever. Um, it's difficult to 
you know, put the same rules of one country to another country. But real in the reality of things, um, I think we need to combat this spread and the virus more so than, than anything and save lives. So I don't know why Boris has held back so many things until now. I I really don't know either. Like I just feel like every step they've taken has been taken too late and it's kind yeah. of like is that even going to really help as much now if you do it now? Like we're in 2021 now and you're only implementing some things that you could have done so long ago and I'm sure we wouldn't have like the worst is it the worst death toll in Europe? Yeah. Is that, has, is that us? That's us. It's not an achievement, really, is it? No. So it's and quite sad. People are going to remember this in history forever. And to the fact that England is going to be in history as the worst. The worst in terms of this pandemic and i like obviously america are like the worst yeah. but compa- compare the size of america to us it's a bit mad exactly and you know i just think well i don't think really i am tired of the the like cycle because i remember in march, march. i think it was march that boris said that we would have peaks like the the waves you know i remember that potential thing that he that he said would happen over the next six months six to twelve months or something like that and i was thinking are you joking really (laughs) and i was just like no surely it's not going to be like that and look look at us we're nearly a year on it's actually weird to think it's been a whole like obviously it's not been a whole year yet but we're getting there and I remember when he first announced the first lockdown like we were hearing like I remember hearing like conspiracies about that you might be going into lockdown and I used to just think oh my god at what point in life how bad must it have gotten for us to go into a national lockdown and I remember hearing that it was going to be three weeks I think it ended up being like what three months and I'm yeah. like oh it's just kind of weird how it's like progressed and kind of weird because 2020 was like the longest year ever but at the same time how is it already over and we're in 2021 literally that's exactly my thoughts as well I was like time went so fast but so slow at the same time and I think it is accumulation of having not done that much as you would usually do in a year Um, but also you know the hours are just all the days and hours are blending together because Mm -hmm. of not doing anything it was quite a shock the first uh, month of the first lockdown I think I didn't know what to do with my time I never had that much time off before so once it was like nearing the time that I would have had off for university summer vacation I kind of got used to it and I was like yeah I I can get used to this now but that was only because the weather was nice and yeah we could do more things outside but this this lockdown is just I'm I'm just cold I'm just tired of it now I think that's definitely true because obviously the first lockdown first time it was happening we didn't really know what was happening and I think when I was in the first lockdown, I was still a university student. I was still 
mm-hmm. writing my dissertation, writing my essays, doing my presentations. I was still having to work, which is really difficult. Yeah. Like doing it from home, it's no joke. So the motivation, the lack of motivation was real. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I remember like I remember I had to get extensions on all my work just because I couldn't bring myself to do the work. It's really bad actually. But I mean, we eventually got there and I think that took up a good like month or two of the first well, it must have been like a month of the first lockdown. And then obviously at that point everyone's got so much free time, so you start picking up all these hobbies and all these new mm. things to do. That's when I started to be like, Yeah, I'm gonna pick up all these hobbies, I'm gonna be a different person, I'm just gonna have all these fun things to do. <laughs> Which lasted about a few days or weeks and then I kind of stopped again. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was um, like a cycle of trying so many different things, you know, trying to keep busy, but then losing interest fast kind of thing. And I think it was normal because, you know, the brain is trying to keep busy as busy as it would be if you were able to like go out and socialize or like do stuff outside with, you know, in public. I think it's just because when you pick up a new hobby, you don't expect to spend all your time doing it, obviously, because you would be living your life doing other things on yeah, top of it. So you would just find time to do it and it would be fun. But in lockdown, when you have nothing else to do and you're only doing your hobby, it becomes like this really repetitive thing. And it's kind of like, it's not it's not that it's not fun anymore, but it's kind of like you're just kind of tired of it for now. Yeah, just doing- like nothing, is, nothing was satisfactory to like feel, you know, satisfactory to your happiness endorphins hormones as such if you want to put it that way um for me I tried to pick up knitting again I um did started making tiktoks the good old tiktok and I started to go on walks with my dog a lot more and things like that but in all in all I still felt like I had way too much free time on my hands. Yeah. I think um, my favourite thing was that I tried to learn to write traditional Chinese and learn more Cantonese because obviously Mm. we are Chinese, in case you haven't figured that out. Um, (laughs) But that lasted about maybe like two weeks. I was, it was really weird because I was so motivated at the start and I was like really excited to do it. And it was just so weird but I think it was because I spent so much time on it at the very beginning like I would spend hours like looking at stuff and writing and whatever yeah and then it just kind of overdid it and then I like completely lost all motivation too and then I just stopped completely and it's been months since I've even looked at anything and I feel like I've lost that little knowledge that I had which is really sad oh well maybe if you looked over it again and tried to listen to you know some stuff in Cantonese again to pick up yeah pick up back up what you learnt. I definitely think I need to set like maybe smaller more reasonable goals for me yeah realistically I mean I would love to know Chinese like reading it and writing it but I'm not really sure how much in practice I would use it it's more conversational that I should learn yeah I agree I think so too I would personally love to learn Cantonese um but I just at the moment, I am very uh, focused on trying to become more fluent in Spanish. So I've just, I've just like given up on on learning Cantonese <laughs> at the moment. Um, 
I don't know where I will ever learn it. <laughs> Do you remember during, I think it must have been the first lock. it must have been the first lockdown where I did say about learning Cantonese and you and I decided, it didn't last oh long at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we decided to set, like try and practice Cantonese with each other and send voice notes to each other and it was an absolute shit show. It was awful. We couldn't even form sentences and we would just laugh because we didn't know how to speak and it's... I mean, it's not great, but we did try for a little bit. We did try. We did try. And you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having flashbacks now. uh, That has given me a little bit of a tickle. Um, (laughs) Tickle? I could not form sentences. Not that there is many connecting words in Cantonese, really, anyway. But I still could not connect phrases yeah. together like I just lack that we just say like random words but we can't really we can't speak properly we just look like we sound like maybe like what primary school kids probably not even that like nursery kids yeah like, not able to speak yeah basically with with well for me bad accent pronunciation you know um, Tone and, and tones yeah I just I can't but apparently when I was younger like a toddler i uh spoke hakka which is no an way. old dialect of chinese that is not really spoken that much now but my family still speak it um yeah, yeah i apparently funny. knew hakka fluently and cantonese that's crazy. so that's all gone really <laughs> i mean i know basic some basics you know but do you know any hakka now yes one or two words or some f- one or two phrases that's like me as well (laughs) Um, I could definitely not really speak it and sometimes my parents I don't know why they just randomly like to switch from Cantonese to Hakka at home and I realized that I don't have a great understanding of it because I just don't know what they're saying half the time so it really baffles you doesn't it it's like oh you thought I thought (laughs) oh okay I thought (laughs) but no it's it's yeah i just know swear words let's put it that way basically yeah that's all we know we just know bad words which is not helpful because we're the people that understand us are our family so what are we going to do here i actually swear quite a lot in cantonese that's oh really i have no idea (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh so yeah if anyone knows any good cantonese TV shows or films that they want to recommend for us to watch because I mean I always get told that you know watching that kind of stuff will help mm. with your learning I don't really know if it does for me because I feel like I listen to it but I just don't know what they're saying so it's not really helpful but if you do have any recommendations just let us know that would be great yeah absolutely and yeah I think that's all for now for our first ever podcast episode yeah we hope you've enjoyed listening to our podcast today and if you want to follow our podcast on social media then our instagram is at charty time underscore pod and don't forget to follow our podcast for future upcoming episodes